the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Powered by Advantage Homebuyer. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Nation's top infectious disease expert says the U.S. may see a surge upon a surge as the virus continues to peak by the coming weeks. And Dr. Anthony Fauci does not expect current recommendations around social distancing to be relaxed before Christmas. People in England will continue to face tight restrictions on socializing after a nationwide lockdown ends next week. Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Did it any other way? First of all, you'd divide the country up into loads and loads of very complicated subdivisions. There's got to be some simplicity and some clarity in the way that we do this. And just like the good old days, Christmas tree growers who have faced increased interest in artificial trees in recent years say demand for real fresh-cut evergreens is strong. This is SRN News. Eric Metaxas points out the hypocrisy of the left. Just in case people wonder, how did things get so divisive in America? Oh, it's because of Trump. No, no, no. Literally the day after the inauguration, there was the Women's March, which was not a Women's March. It was a hate Trump march. I want to be really clear with my audience how dramatically the Democrats refused to accept the results of of an election. The Eric Metaxas Show, overnights at 3 on AM 1280, The Patriot intelligent radio whether you're listening from outside the twin cities or in am 1280 the patriot my name is brian for the weather today it's going to be 35 degrees and windy we partnered up with thrive farmers to give away their famous coffee tea and other great prizes like mugs t-shirts hats coffee grinders and more the grand prize includes a pallet of coffee and some tea too register today at am1280 thepatriot.com just click on our fan club page Views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back on hour number two of the broadcast, we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, feel free to do so. It's facebook.com, and do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and give us a follow there if you haven't done so already. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Hope again you had a a blessed Thanksgiving and are uh, sufficiently recovering from your Thanksgiving Day gluttony and the uh, leftovers that I'm sure (laughs) ensued the following few days. Uh, I want to take a uh, shift now to talk uh, firearms with one of our favorite uh, firearms aficionados, Peter Johnson. He, the founder of Archway Defense. Check out their fine work, archwaydefense.com. Uh, with a Joe Biden administration slated to begin in a little more than a month. Uh, I'd like to have Peter on to kind of give his perspective perspective on what that could potentially mean for yours and mine gun rights. Uh, Peter Johnson, as always, honored to have you on the broadcast, sir. How are you? Not bad. Thank you for having me. So uh, I know you, uh, political, uh, uh, political like myself, fought, paying rapt attention to all that's been going on in the aftermath of the presidential election um you know the the obviously the allegations of fraud notwithstanding uh, i'm doubtful that it'll overturn 
uh, the result that we saw on election night, which was Joe Biden being elected. So with that in mind, we'll just go forward with that thought in mind. If Joe Biden is indeed inaugurated president uh, on January 20th, 2021, um, some of the things that he has been proposing or have talked about regarding firearms, a uh, little, uh, little dubious uh, in the minds of us uh, gun owners. Let's start with the, with the gun tax. What can you tell us about the gun tax and what specifically uh, that might entail, Peter Johnson? So the proposal set forth uh, by Vice President Biden uh, entails the use of the NFA. And for those who aren't familiar, that's the National Firearms Act. And it's been enacted multiple times. Uh, originally, it was trying to get guns out of the hands of the gangsters, specifically full auto uh, machine guns, sure. back in the, in the early days of the 20th century. But he expanded the NFA, the National Firearms Act, to include any standard capacity magazine, about standard capacity. If you go and buy a Glock at a local gun shop, it's going to have a probably a 15 to 17 round magazine, which would be the standard capacity for that. Each one of those mags is a stamp, where you have to apply to the ATF to own that item and pay $200 as a tax for every magazine that you have of standard capacity above uh, either seven, since what they're and putting all uh, semi-auto firing weapons and rifles, even uh, semi-auto deer hunting rifles, would go under the NFA, and those, again, would be hit with a $200 tax. So the average hunter um, listening in Minnesota might have four or five magazines at home for their pistol and maybe a rifle, and then they'll have the rifle and their pistol. You could be facing thousands of dollars in federal tax just to uh, be allowed to own what you already purchased legally. So that's one of the big ones that he's been pushing. Now, is that something he can, he can't just do that um, via executive order, can he? Because I know they, if, if the Republicans maintain control of the Senate, which I'm confident they will, there isn't a lot of anti-gun legislation that would get through there. Is that something that he's going to attempt to do via executive order, Peter Johnson? Do we know? That, and that's that's the big unknown. I've also heard, um, I just called while I was on the road last week with people in the ammo industry. About a, uh, if you're a shooter, if you haven't bought a gun, if you haven't gone shooting in a while, the ammo shortage is the biggest ammo shortage that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Some of your players are... Tell you what, why don't, we, why don't we put Peter on hold? Peter, I apologize. Uh, yeah, you're breaking up really bad. I'm thinking maybe if we put him on hold, um, why don't you try giving him a call back, see if we can't maybe get a, a clearer reception uh, on that. But, yeah, this is the um, this is the thing that uh, is concerning, obviously, to, uh, to, to gun owners, is they don't feel like they can – well, they know it's impossible. Congress knows it's impossible. Lawmakers know uh, it's impossible to get all of the hundreds of millions of guns – that are owned by citizens throughout the United States. So because they can't do that, their next tactic is quite obviously to try to make it so expensive that people won't buy as much ammunition or maybe will uh, buy extra magazines or buy extra firearms, that sort of thing. And this is something that, you know, was has been touted during the campaign, and you remember that uh, Joe Biden went nose to nose basically with some, I think it was a facility in Michigan, like a blue collar facility in Michigan. You had some guys who were uh, prominent gun owners and uh, talking to uh, then candidate Biden about his anti gun stance and how he's going to uh, try to take away ARs and, and whatever else. And this is another concern I have, and hopefully we can get Peter back in the line, but this is another concern I have, is they're talking about banning certain types of uh, assault weapons, assault rifles. And the definition, see, and it's all dependent upon who you talk to and what the definition uh, of an assault rifle is. So do we have uh, Peter back in the line? Okay, Peter. Sorry about that. Uh, we kind of you're breaking up real bad. Hopefully, we get a clear reception. Uh, welcome back, I guess. <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah, we're, we're. I'm actually talking to you from a mountain in Wyoming. So oh, that's probably my fault. Okay. 
Um, sure, you got a nice view of nothing to, else. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll text you a photo once we get back to better reception. Appreciate it. But uh, the uh, the other piece that's coming out, and I heard last week uh, before my phone dropped, was the manufacturers of ammo are behind, and it's the largest ammo shortage that we've seen so far ever, to mm-hmm. my knowledge. We're we're at 1.2 billion rounds for uh, ammo manufacturers like Federal. There will be uh, back ordered. Some some smaller nine millimeter manufacturers are over five hundred million rounds back ordered. Wow. So yeah, and that's just the start. The the consensus is from the industry is that quarter one and quarter two of twenty twenty one will continue the way it's continuing right now. Quarter three will likely tick up even worse. Jeez. The problem is there's uh the rumor mill in with my DC connections is that a potential Biden-Harris administration with uh, Mr. O'Rourke on the anti-gun legislation would be pushing to attack ammo purchasing and arguing that the Second Amendment does not protect ammunition. Okay. So that's something I've heard on the ground from the D.C. folks. Now, I know the Supreme Court, much to the chagrin of gun owners, has been loath to take up some of these Second Amendment cases. I think the last term... There was like 10 potential Second Amendment cases that they just flat out refused to hear. And now that uh, you've got the court that is uh, solidly constitutionalist, con- legal constructionist with uh, the uh, uh, confirmation of Amy Coney Barrett, uh, there might be some uh, cases that come across their desk that would certainly be favorable to gun owners. That is, if they're allowed to be heard, uh, are there any cases that have been decided at lower federal courts, in particular, Peter Johnson, that you think have a chance could ultimately be decided uh, at the Supreme Court? So far, I haven't been watching anything along the lines of the ammo. Um, but any any big push for against the Second Amendment would likely be met with uh, uh, multiple lawsuits, which could likely and logically end up at the Supreme Court. Uh, the concern is actually, uh, or the interesting part about the whole Second Amendment debate is 2020 has seen the largest increase of non-first-time gun owners purchasing yes. than any year in history. Um, most of the industry that I'm talking to that's in the manufacturing of the products are seeing a 2 3 and even 400% year-to-date sales growth, which is unheard of. Right. I mean, that's pretty aggressive. So there might, the political willpower to push some of the uh, anti-gun, anti-Second Amendment legislation might not have the political willpower of the country as in years past, simply because so many people have seen riotings, anarchy, arsonists in their streets, along with the concern of the um, COVID-19 virus and lockdowns and increases in crime in a lot of the cities that have seen the anarchy. Minneapolis being one of them is homicides are through the roof, robberies, carjackings, everything is hitting unfortunate records. Whereas most people who have never considered buying a gun this year in 2020 have decided maybe this is the year to purchase a firearm for themselves and their family's protection. Yeah. And it's amazing how calls to defund police forces also kind of increases gun sales as well (laughs) when when you're speaking of Minneapolis. Uh, Well, along those lines, Peter, I'm glad you brought that up. Because there was such a significant increase in first-time gun owners, now you being very proficient in firearms, that also has to be somewhat concerning because, you know, not to sound like, you know, one of the Marvel superheroes with great power comes great responsibility, you still have to be proficient in using the firearm and and take it very, very seriously. And and I guess that's a concern that all of us should have. If you're a first-time firearm owner, great, welcome to the club, but at the same time, uh, usage and proficiency, proficiency in usage uh, definitely has to be, there definitely has to be heavy emphasis on that, Peter Johnson. Yeah, that's that, it's a incredibly valid point. The uh, And this is something we've chatted about in our networks with the people that have uh, grown up in a hunting family or uh, served in the military or have friends in law enforcement, people that have been around and supporting the Second Amendment, the biggest thing that has to happen right now is to, one, welcome new first-time gun buyers into the fold, but then also help them to ensure that they're pointed in the right direction of understanding the legalities of it, because that's a huge aspect of 
uh, firearms specifically for self-defense and then encouraging them to build that logical proficiency with it so that they're not a danger to themselves or others. Uh, and that's something that if you're, if anyone's listening and they are, you've been shooting for a while, um, go find somebody who's never shot or maybe just bought a gun this year and help them out, at least help point them in the right direction. And that's a huge piece because it is, there is a lot of responsibility. It's a tool like any other tool, but, um, it's not a tool that should be taken lightheartedly. Yeah, and 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 I and I can I can say that from when my wife and I took our very first uh, concealed carry course. I mean, we didn't go into it uh, cavalierly because we knew so many gun owners who drilled that into our heads. What you were just saying is like, look, you need to become proficient in this. But uh, and then when you once you get into the concealed carry class, that's the, what all instructors will uh, emphasize is you know is that you always have um, you know I'll clean it up on the air, but you have to be the uh, uh, the biggest um, patsy, uh, act like the biggest patsy if you're carrying a gun. Don't act like some sort of a, a superhero because that, that never ends up well. We can talk about uh, gun laws and <laughs> gun etiquette all all day long, that's for sure. Uh, Peter, we need to take a quick break. Any chance you can hold us, hold over for just one final segment? Is Peter still with us? Okay. Well, sorry about that. Well, that's okay. Um if Peter's able to call back, great. But if not, uh, we can certainly move on to other things. But we do need to take a break nonetheless. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at Radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free Radio.com app. Hi, Patriot listeners. PJ here from PJ's Appliance Outlet. First of all, I just want to thank all of you that have stopped in to say hi, and the majority of you that walked out the door with a new appliance. Now, I want to tell you about an exclusive new brand PJ's carries. We're the only place in Minnesota to carry the famous Ilve brand ovens. Ilve are handmade in Italy. They've been featured in Vogue magazine and many DIY TV shows. Homeowners, designers, remodelers, and builders have all fallen in love with these unique Italian-made ovens. Some are equipped with up to 15 different functions. Ilve ovens were originally designed for high-end restaurants and are now available to you. Because they're handmade, Ilve has several colors to choose from, like blue, red, stainless steel, purple, and more. You can also choose from many leg styles and finishes. Let me just stop there. Ilve ovens are something you have to see in person. Really, you got to stop by and see for yourself. Check them out today. Go to pjsapplianceoutlet.com for directions. I'll see you soon. Want to give a truly unique gift at half the regular price? It's a hot air balloon ride at treetop level across the St. Croix River Valley. The memory becomes sweeter knowing you paid half the regular price through this special radio offer. Float quietly along somewhere between the lush green earth below and wide open expanse of the blue sky above. To purchase a private ride for two from Stillwater Balloons at half off the regular price, go to this station's website, click on the More tab, and Half Price Offers, or call the station now. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. That's 800-323-8137. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. 
Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Oh, you think I don't? 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Yeah, like Peter was indicated in it during his uh, phone call, he was up on a mountain in Wyoming, so it wasn't getting the best reception. And obviously we got caught off at the end of the last segment and haven't been able to get him back. But that's okay. Uh, We'll have Peter on again in the near future. You can count on that. Always has a lot to share, a lot of valuable information to to go over when he is – when he joins us, and uh, maybe when he's in town, we can get him back in studio. Who's to say? But uh, appreciate uh, Peter joining us, as always. Uh do want to uh, talk about some post-election digestion, I guess it were. Uh, have you noticed a lot of progressives all of a sudden wanting to do the, uh, you know, the peace, love, dope, now that their candidate one or maybe it wasn't so much Joe Biden being their candidate as the candidate they loathed Donald Trump lost. But what I've noticed is, yeah, we need to begin the healing process. Let's move forward. And, and uh, you know, it's just nauseating because to me, it's, it's just a cynical ploy to try to appear to be more magnanimous and then show Trump supporters as just a bunch of maniacal sore losers. Well, kind of like the audio clip I played in Georgia. That's certainly not indicative of Republican voters, those Trump supporters in Georgia that were uh, calling out uh, Republican office holders as treasonous or traitorous or what have you. But uh, to me, it's just all a ploy. And and nothing was more vomit-inducing than that of probably the most vapid and shrill Hollywoodite, uh, Alyssa Milano. Uh, This is from a Fox News story. Uh, After months of condemnations of President Trump, well, that's putting it politely, (laughs) uh, she was downright unhinged. This is the same woman who threatened to withhold sex from her husband because Trump was president. You don't believe me? Google it. Anyhow, after months of condemnation of President Trump and his administration, Alyssa Milano says she's extending an olive branch to his supporters. The left-leaning activist and actress who an actress who voiced an exorbitant amount of support for President-elect Joe Biden leading up to the 2020 election took to Twitter on Tuesday with her peace offering. And here was Alyssa Milano's tweet. I'd like to extend an olive branch to Trump supporters. I am ready to move hashtag forward together. There's so much work to do to heal the nation. Let's be a part of the solution and not add to the problems we face. My comments are open. Please reply with hashtag forward together. Uh, (laughs) Judging by the replies from Trump Twitter, uh, Many had not so pleasant suggestions as to what Miss Milano should do with that olive branch. Again, I don't endorse that tactic, but I understand how people were angry and frustrated at this person who was such a just such a naked hypocrite about everything. She would just shriek expletives toward the president on Twitter about, well, there was the one time during the, uh, at the U.S.-Mexico border, there was some unrest there. And some, uh, I think it was the um, the caravan that was trying to storm the border and get across, and the agents at the border deployed tear gas in order to disperse the crowd, and there were some kids among the crowd, and Unfortunately, kids got tear gas, and she just flipped out on that. Except, except, well, her guy, President Obama, did about the same thing when similar unrest happened at the border during his administration. So there's that. And, of course, she was one of the most vocal critics of the kids in cages at the border. When kids were, when parents came to the border with their kids, they took the kids from the parents in order to legally interrogate the parents. And kids were kept in these these holding cells, these cages. And she flipped out about that. Except 
that practice was started in the Obama administration, to which President Trump accurately pointed out in the second presidential debate to his opponent, Joe Biden, hey, who built the cages, Joe? Why don't you tell us that? Who built the cages? You're sitting there at such a moral outrage that there are kids. That, who built them? Even Obama's homeland director of Homeland Security uh, chief, Jay Johnson, defended the practice. And yet we're supposed so she throws all these vile invectives at Trump and his supporters. And yet, well, my guy won now, so let's let's all move forward. And by the way, that was probably one of the most entertaining exchanges when Alyssa uh, Milano's uh, exchange with her charmed co-star, Rose McGowan, who's uh, been very open about how Harvey Weinstein took advantage of her. She was one of the biggest voices during the Me Too movement, where she pointed out Alyssa Milano's hypocrisy, saying, oh, you believe all women, huh? But yet you're taking this photo op with Joe Biden. Joe Biden, he who is accused by someone who worked in the Senate office in 1993 of sexually assaulting her. What happened to believe all women? So for the record, for the record, I don't care a flip what Alyssa Milano has to say about conservatives. Now, like I say, I was I was all, I was a sometimes Trump. I was I wasn't a never Trumper and I wasn't a Trumpkin. I was sometimes Trump. I I you know, Ben Shapiro came up with that label, sometimes Trump. Where if Trump does something positive on a pol- from a policy standpoint, I'll laud it. And if he does something objectionable at a policy standpoint, I'll criticize it. And obviously, I've never cared much for the president's Twitter feed because it's just, well, someone once described it as nothing more than a YouTube comment section. Some of the crazy stuff he would say, and I would I would point it out. So I never took it pers- I never personalized Alyssa Milano's criticisms of conservatives. I am a cons- political conservative, and how conservatives, by not saying anything, are enabling Trump. And I didn't personalize it. So for her to extend an olive branch, you can extend it somewhere else. You don't need to extend it to me. I don't. I don't have any beef with Alyssa Milano. I'll point out how vapid she is, and how she comes across, across as a raving loon when she's on Twitter. But she don't need to extend an olive branch to me because I don't care what these people think about me. I don't. But I would have at least respected what she had to say. You know, it's one thing to extend an olive branch. Like I said, I think it's a cynical ploy because then Trump supporters will respond, well, just look at the replies to that tweet. There were some pretty unflattering things they were telling her to do with that olive branch. And again, I don't I don't sanction that. I don't endorse that. I don't approve of that at all. Don't do that. But hey, free speech and all that, I get it. But I would have at least respected her more had she come out and pointed out members of her own party or P or fellow leftists in Hollywood who were talking about essentially putting together blacklists that anybody who showed even the tacit approval for Trump needs to be ostracized from polite society and should never be able to work again. Had Alyssa Milano called out her fellow, fellow Hollywoodites, Zach Braff and Chris Evans, who put on Twitter that, hey, never forget these enablers. Remember who said nothing. Okay, because we're going to remember and we're going to point it out if they ever try to get a job in this town again. Had a Melissa had Alyssa Milano called them out and said, hey, Zach, Chris, okay, look, our guy was elected. Let's be happy. Let's move forward. Let's try to make positive changes in this country because we got rid of the scourge that is Trump. But this just shows you how people of this ilk, they they are the most joyless people on planet Earth. And I actually feel bad for him. I do. I, I don't say that to be condescending at all. You, uh, on the surface, it would look like they live a pretty good life. You know, Hollywood lifestyle. You know, star in these, starring these high-profile roles, have all this adulation. But I think it's a bad thing because that that's just temporary. That's like a sugar high, so to speak. There's no permanent happiness from that. That comes from a completely different source. So... 
this idea that, hey, let's be happy, let's move forward, let's con- let's continue to fight. But they're, they're not capable of that. And, and here's the thing. She talks about extending an olive branch. Let's let's be part of the solution and not add to the problems we face. The problems that we face, we have two diametrically different approaches on how to address these problems. And guess what? The conservative solutions to these problems are still going to be met with a lot of uncivil discourse by these Hollywoodites. So that olive branch, probably not accepted by a whole lot of people. And you know what? I don't blame them. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also reach out via Twitter, hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment of the broadcast. Go nowhere. The upcoming Christmas season will be difficult for more families than ever before. Many will struggle to afford food, clothing, and rent due to COVID-19. Many will go without presents. This Giving Tuesday, you can help rescue Christmas by donating to the Salvation Army. The money you give will help local families. Donate now at SalvationArmyNorth.org. That's SalvationArmyNorth.org. If you need help, please reach out. If you can give help, please reach within. Sponsored by Family Gift Co. Looking for the perfect gift that'll make your sweetheart smile? With custom canvas prints from bestfamilygifts.com, choose the names of the special people in your life and we'll turn it into the perfect gift. Imagine glorious ocean sunsets, autumnal forests, or classy black and white vistas. A gift from our canvas collections is so much more than just a pretty picture. You can personalize the text of each custom print with the names of the people you love, including your family, friends, or even your pets. This holiday season, brighten up the house and bring on the smiles. Anyone can have regular canvas-framed artwork in their house, but who can say they have custom artwork specifically personalized just for them? See the entire amazing collections of custom canvas prints for yourself and get a 20% discount on your first order. Visit bestfamilygifts.com. That's bestfamilygifts.com. 20% off with discount code BESTGIFT. Visit bestfamilygifts.com for 20% off. Discount code BESTGIFT. Discount code BESTGIFT for 20% off. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic path. Pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. relieffactor.com. Was this Alan Mike's show? <laughs> I kid, I kid. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network Programming. You can catch my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It's Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. on The King Banyan Show. That's, again, AM 1440. And by the way, today is the 10-year anniversary when uh, the recount in then-House District 15B was completed, and Representative King Banyan was certified as the winner of the 2010 House election. We nicknamed King Banyan Landslide because he won by 13 votes. 
after the <laughs> recount was certified for his house race back in the day. That was 10 years ago today. I saw a blurb on that by social media because I put out a tweet uh, recognizing that milestone. So uh, happy 10th anniversary, King Landslide Banyan, on your victory in your Minnesota house race. And, of course, my friend and colleague Mitch Berg is heard on these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot, Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition. I am the closer, closing out weekends every Sunday, 1 to 3 p.m. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Again, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. Again, feel free to weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Uh, We do want to talk some COVID uh, this particular segment. Uh, If you're, you know, a lot of us, our friends with uh, Mitch Berg, my friend and colleague from the from the Saturday show uh, on Facebook, and he put out a uh, brilliant post this morning, kind of showing a uh, compare and contrast uh, when he after he did the show yesterday here at the uh, at the Patriot Bunker, he posted a couple of picture uh, pictures uh, pictures. One was a uh, uh, the Egan Outlet Mall, which there wasn't a parking spot to be had. And then the other one was a uh, quaint little uh, restaurant called Jensen's, which, of course, is completely shut down uh, thanks to uh, uh, Governor Walz's executive order. And Mitch made the point of, you know, hey, they keep saying this, so oh, we're all in this together. Well, no, we're really not. And the government edicts that are handed down, you know, are handed down by, by Governor Walz and his emergency powers that are continually extended every 30 days. And guess what? All the bureaucrats in his administration, they still got a job. They're still collecting a paycheck. And guess what? There were some automatic pay increases that were slated to go into uh, effect, uh, I think, earlier this year. And, you know, the, the idea, you know, when we went from a budget surplus to a budget deficit, there was suggestion that some of these raises could be, you know, put on hold. You know, these people wouldn't lose their jobs. They'd still be working their jobs. They'd still be making an income. They just wouldn't get their, you know, scheduled raises just to kind of try to cut corners. And I remember the governor, you know, when that was addressed, well, that that won't make much of a dent in the in the in the deficit. That that's you know that 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 isn't really necessary. Well, we got to start cutting somewhere. And this is this is the this is what rankles people about we're all in this together because no you aren't losing anything it's these it's businesses like the one Mitch posted that picture of this uh, this Jensen's restaurant you know restaurant here in Egan which would probably be pretty well full on the weekend after Thanksgiving you know parking lots is empty and you get a lot of these governors these blue state governors touting yesterday being Small Business Saturday. Support Small Business on Small Business Saturday. What small business? None of them are open. So my point is, is that none of this is really based on any science because we're told is, what we're told is, well, we're, we're closing down bars and restaurants because that's been the, uh, that's been the, the largest source of some of these uh, outbreaks and, you know, like some of these uh, uh, weddings and and funerals, these private ceremonies, you know, that's been a big source of of outbreaks as well. So we're going to have to limit those and, and whatever else. And then he he closed, uh, he closed down gyms. And that never made a whole lot of sense to me because the governor himself acquiesced to a study that came out, I think it was either by the World Health Organization Center, I think it was World Health Organization, that talked about, you know, during long periods of isolation, it's vital to have physical activity, exercise, because it's not only obviously good for your physical health, it's good for your mental health. And my wife and I are members of the small health club where we live up in Ramsey, Minnesota. And, you know, it's it's no frills. It doesn't have like a you know, big Olympic size swimming pool or jacuzzi tub or anything like that. It's just a small health club with all the relevant equipment that you need. You know, whether you want to do weight training or cardio or calisthenics, what have you, it it's all there. And we would go typically three, four times per week, you know, because, well, our health, we got also a break on our health insurance because we would do it. So 
there was plenty of motivation not only to get the break on our health insurance, but physically we just felt better. And obviously it's good for our mental health. I mean, I have a job, you know, a regular job outside of this radio show that I work that, you know, it can get pretty hairy at times. And nothing is better than when I can come home after work, kind of unwind a little bit, and then I force myself to go to the health club. And there's never been one time where I've regretted forcing myself to go, even though in the moment I didn't feel like going, <laughs> we could all relate to that, I still went and felt orders of magnitude better as a result. And I can't tell you, I mean, I saw I saw a, a piece today that indicated this past month there's been more deaths via suicide than there have been via COVID deaths. Tragic. Tragic. And I'm not saying all suicides are related to being isolated during COVID. Okay, I'm not, I'm not, don't mean to imply that. But it certainly doesn't help when you're not getting the mental health stimulation that you can control or access to the mental health services that you need. And I bring all this up to say, uh, this was at Alpha News uh, put this together, about how 0.003% of COVID cases come from gyms. So, the whole reason that Governor Waltz was shutting down some of these restaurants and bars and whatnot was, well, you know, that these were the largest sources of, of, spread, of the COVID spreads, of transmissions. And say, okay, well, then why gyms? Gyms haven't, according to the Minnesota Department of Health, gyms have not been a big source of outbreaks. They haven't. And the governor even was asked about this last week. He even admitted, well, yeah, yeah, it's it's counterintuitive, you know, because mental and physical health during the pandemic is so vital. But he indicates, well, but but of course, science, you know, don't you love it how anything you say and people question it and say, well, so, because science. And we're supposed to just be complicit. But. The governor, his rationale was people are breathing hard while exercising and they could potentially spread COVID. Yeah, but it hasn't happened. So don't you, doesn't that tell you that everybody is taking the proper precautions when in gyms? I mean, again, I, I, our gym isn't very big and people, you know, it's, it's still the regular size crowd that it's always been. Where we've always been able, it was always conducive to social distancing, even though it's not a huge gym. But yet there weren't a ton of people there, there at once. And they've they've what they did is they have a whole roll of treadmills. Well, they blocked off every other one, so as order to maintain the six foot distancing. And obviously, everybody is in the habit of wiping down the equipment after they use it. I mean, pandemic or no, who doesn't wipe down equipment after they use it? And, and if you're one of those people, please tell me, and I won't ever go to your health club. But, <laughs> but seriously, everybody is in the habit of wiping it down. Especially, but in the pandemic, they're even more diligent about it. They may even take a couple of those wipes that they have in those dispensers and do a little, little extra wipe down. Ever since my gym reopened again last summer, after it was shut down for a couple of months during the spring, I was going three, four times a week, and and, and I have yet to get COVID. And again, this Alva News article points out 0.003% have come from gyms. And the owners are saying, hey, uh, kind of time to reopen here. Again, this is from the Alpha News story. A coalition of Minnesota gyms presented state officials with a lengthy argument for reopening this week, claiming that all available data suggests uh, suggest that fitness centers should remain open. Lifetime, Snap Fitness, Anytime Fitness, and the Rochester Athletic Club contend that gym closures are unnecessary given the low spread of COVID-19 in fitness centers. They argue that the data actually support keeping gyms open amid a public health crisis. Their argument relies on a variety of data sets, peer-reviewed studies, and government sources, which are all cited in their report. The report claims that the available data shows that health and fitness clubs reopened with mitigation protocols are not materially contributing to community spread. This is evidenced by studies of coronavirus transmission in gyms in both Minnesota and five other states. Two studies included in the report tracked 49.5 million gym visits 
and 3.07 million gym visits, which resulted in infection rates of 0.0023% and 0.01%, respectively. Based on data collected from the 2,873 health clubs from reopening through September 2020, the industry tracked 49.5 million visits against 1,155 positive cases, which was equivalent to 0.0023% infection rate. Recognizing that community spread has increased since then, Lifetime examined its own Minnesota data through November 18, reflecting nearly five months of operation of its 23 million clubs since reopening on June 10, 2020. So this, if you want to cite science, well, breathing heavy could cause COVID. Yeah, it could, but the necessary protocols are in place to ensure that it's not, or it's at least significantly mitigated. And again, there is hope that the, that the governor can relent on this because this happened with uh, churches last spring. Remember when he was saying, well, we're going to limit churches to, to 20 people no matter what. This is when he started opening up some restaurants. But yeah, but you're saying restaurants could have uh, up to, say, 25% capacity, which could be up to 50 people, but churches, no matter the size, is, is just 20 I mean, can you imagine 20 people in the St. Paul Cathedral? It'd be like there's nobody there. But yet, for a time, that's all they were allowing. And the Catholic Church, Catholic Diocese here in Minnesota said, that's not acceptable to us. We have implemented all of the necessary protocols to stay safe during our church services, and we will continue to have church services where we are properly socially distant. Because in the St. Paul Cathedral, if you have people in the six feet apart— that's still, what, hundreds of people that could probably fit in there as long as you stay six feet apart? And ultimately, on a Saturday afternoon when no one was really paying attention, the governor kind of relented and said, eh, eh, okay, yeah. Uh, we'll do 25% capacity or 250, whichever smaller. And that's what my church has been doing. My my 25% of the sanctuary where my wife and I attend is well more than 250 so they've limited 250, and you know what? It's not a problem. Everybody wears a mask. Every other row is blocked off, and they require. And then we have like theater-like seats, so there's no more. So there's no less than three seats between each person, unless you're with the same household. I still sit next to my wife in church, by the way. Uh, so uh, churches have done it right, and churches, thankfully, were not subject to this. But I'm telling you, uh, these health clubs. Here's the thing. Another thing that people aren't don't have an appreciation for, and I'll wrap up on this point, is a lot of these independent gyms in some of these towns, these small towns like where my wife and I live, how are they going to survive another shutdown? Because my wife and I are getting to the point, you know, now that we're finishing our basement, we're getting to the point where we're looking at exercise equipment, where we can just put exercise equipment in our basement and we'll have everything we need down there. And guess what? It's a lot, you, you can gin up a lot more motivation to go work out down your, but when it's right there, Instead of when you're at home, it's like, oh, I got to change into my workout clothes and then I got to get in my car and go to the health club and all that kind of stuff. And it's a 10 minute drive there and, you know, small town problems, right? Uh, <laughs> but what's going to happen if more than a few members decide to quit their membership at their local health club and start maybe investing in equipment at home? Because it is that vital to their mental and physical health when you have to be isolated for long periods of time. And so how many small businesses are going to suffer as a result of that? So definitely a lot to consider here. And, you know, like Mitch, Mitch's Facebook post brilliantly indicated, no, we're not all in this together. And given by the uh, um, kind of arbitrary nature that some of these businesses are closed down, you can see that we're not all in this together. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Hashtag Narn Show if you'd like to win via Twitter. It's me, Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with one final short segment. This for the program. Go nowhere. AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM twelve eighty the Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Are you sick and tired of fake news and half-truths? Hi, Alex Hartman here of REMAX Results. If you're considering selling a property this fall, please listen closely. The market is hot. Inventory is low. 
That's all real and factual news. But beware, in today's world, fake news would have you believe you have to hire a big real estate team to sell your house. What they don't tell you is that they may pawn you off on a new rookie agent selling their very first home, or worse yet, a part-timer. The fact is, most people would prefer to work with a proven real estate agent who understands both the marketplace and their needs and will see their transaction through from start to finish. That is what I am, and that's what I do. When you call me, Alex Hartman, you get me and my proven track record of results. So if you like the idea of working with a like-minded Patriot listener, please give me a call for a free market analysis. Call me directly at 651-334-5000. That's 651-334-5000. Or go to resultsbyalex.com. Hey, you know, Christmas is coming. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. I already have my toques hung by the chimney with Carrie. Well, I got the best Christmas present for my family this year. I'm going to be the hero. Oh, you always outdo me, and I end up with eggnog on my face. So what are you doing so I can keep up with you, eh? I got one of the brand new Arctic spas from Premier Pool and Spa. They're delivering it next week. This one is all the bells and whistles, the latest technology, so we don't have to do a thing, eh? But relax and enjoy the hot water. Hey, they got a sale going on or anything? They're doing all kinds of deals with the ones on the floor, and they also have a free Christmas light upgrade. Whatever's best for you. Oh, and they can deliver before Christmas? They are still taking orders to build them and deliver them before Christmas. So visit Premier Pool in Chanhassen today. Arctic spas are engineered for the world's harshest climates. You deserve it. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously, eh? PremierPools.com. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in today's culture? How does your faith in Jesus Christ relate to the world around you? Sometimes to have faith can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and sometimes challenging landscape. That's why you need to visit iBelieve.com. iBelieve.com is a site designed for Christian women. iBelieve.com has blogs, videos, and even daily devotionals. Whether you're looking for advice, ideas for your church group, or just an uplifting message, visit iBelieve.com. That's iBelieve.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like freedom and the Second Amendment. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. So we're down to only one U.S. House seat still outstanding, still too close to call. That's New York's 22nd Congressional District, where incumbent Democrat Anthony Brindisi and his uh, opponent, Republican opponent are in a dead heat, and so that's still being tallied up. So the Republicans have flipped 11 seats, and if they get this New York 22nd, which again, it's a dead heat, uh, it would be 12 flips. So right now, the Republicans have 212 seats and the Democrats 222. So minimum, Republicans will have 212 seats. Minimum, they'll have 11 flips. That's incredible. And so, again, uh, buzzkill that the president lost. I get it. But you, you, you're you burying your head in the sand if, you're, if you don't think that there were some positives to come out of this election cycle for Republicans. And the, the caliber of candidates that Republicans elected to office Phenomenal. I think there's 18 new Republican female uh, representatives that will be in the U.S. House when they're sworn in in January. I'm telling you that the, the momentum is there. The opportunity is there. And it's uh, we need to take advantage of it. That is for sure. So uh, to those uh, Trump fanboys down in Georgia who uh, think they're going uh, to try destroy the Republican Party. Yeah, there are a bunch of freedom fighters, uh, particularly those who are Cuban immigrants who live through socialism. Yeah, you got to come with more than a bunch of bluster on the Capitol steps of the Georgia State Capitol. I'm just saying. I uh, only got a few minutes left, but we do want to get to a caller. Bob from Shoreview is on line one. Bob, good to hear from you. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, yeah, just a word about uh, COVID, uh, something that Rush Limbaugh brought up this week. And by the way, his brother, David Limbaugh, wrote that article that you quoted about Democrats wanting unity and extending an olive branch. Yes. Well, Rush, this this week he said it used to be that the term cases, when talking about diseases like COVID-19, cases meant those with symptoms, those who actually became ill, not just the presence of a virus. 
not just the illness causing potential in the body. Now they're including the asymptomatic. Uh, is that just to inflate the numbers? Well, I mean, if you're asymptomatic, you can you you may not be experiencing any symptoms, but you can still transmit it to other people who would certainly react differently. So I think it's still to be taken seriously, in my opinion. Yeah, but he can't call it a case that they have a case of COVID. Well, yeah, if you're diagnosed of having COVID despite experiencing no symptoms, would it not still be a case of COVID? Did you disagree with that, Bob? Uh, yeah, well, it depends on the way you define the term case. You know, like Russ was saying, case used to be understood as those who have the symptoms who actually became ill, not just potentially, you know, have the illness. Oh, sure. Yeah, I think a lot of people are looking at cases now and, and more and more are looking at them. It's like, okay, that's great, but what I want to know is what are the hospitalizations? Are we overwhelming the health system? Is the ICU bed usage out of control? And I talked about this last week, the whole western, or excuse me, eastern Minnesota from, you know, say down the most southeastern most part all the way up through Duluth, it's over 90% of ICU beds in usage. So that tells me that, uh, there are some pretty severe cases of it, even outside of the asymptomatic ones. So those are the more useful metrics. What's hospitalizations? What's ICU usage? I think people are looking at cases, okay, yeah, people are coming down with it. We knew they were going to come down with it because it was so contagious. But are we on the brink of overwhelming the health system? And I think those are the more useful metrics. But uh, I, So I don't quibble too much with what they consider a case. You know, what are these other metrics? That's what I find more useful, in my opinion, anyways. Yeah, well, it was to be expected during the winter that it would increase somewhat. So oh, yeah, no question. Surprising. Yeah, thanks for the call, Bob. Yeah, that's something I talked about last week. It's like we we saw it kind of level off, even decrease during the summer, which was to be expected, but it was still contagious. There were still a good number of cases, still a good number of hospitalizations and deaths due to covid and with any virus, yeah, during the wintertime, you're exactly right, it was it was going to increase. And we're seeing that right now, and I talked about that very thing. So, uh, like I say, transmission of a COVID vaccine is going to begin as early as th- uh, this week uh, to some frontline healthcare workers. So certainly hope and pray for the best that uh, we can get through the worst of this and um, come out in 2021 and be all the better and move forward with life. That is the, That is our hope and prayer, to say the least. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, I've enjoyed it. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks for tuning in. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. Turn all. Get a great gift for the truck owner in your life for half price from Rhino Linings and AM 1280, the Patriot. Tough Grip Rhino Lining is recognized as the world's number one spray on truck bed liner. Regular price $500. Yours now for half off $250. It's the perfect gift for the hunter, fisherman, landscaper, any truck owner on your list. There are a limited number available. Find details on the Patriot website under half price offers or call the Patriot now to get your Rhino truck bed liner. Have you been suffering from numbness, tingling, burning, or restless pain in your hands or feet? Does your doctor insist on giving you more medications, but your neuropathy is not improving? Stop masking the symptoms and get answers today by contacting Dr. Knight at Abundant Life Health Center in Chanhassen. If you do nothing, you run the risk of suffering long-term complications like infections, poor wound healing, balance issues restraining you to a walker, and possible amputations. In fact, 86,000 Americans lose a limb every year to untreated neuropathy. Get your life back today. Abundant Life Health Center has helped hundreds of patients reverse their neuropathy. If you're ready to regain your independence, contact Dr. Knight at Abundant Life Health Center in Chanhassen. As a Patriot listener, you receive a special $49 Get Acquainted offer. That's a $250 value for just $49. Neuropathy doesn't wait around. You shouldn't either. Call 952-383-38 to schedule a full neuropathy workup with Dr. Knight. Al Malberg here for Academy College, located in Bloomington and serving the Twin Cities since 1936. They're focused on education being a pathway to career opportunities by providing flexible scheduling with online options for students who need to work while attending. With degrees and programs in business, accounting, IT, aviation business, professional pilot, and aircraft dispatch, Academy College's coursework is focused on practical skills and led by instructors who have direct experience and expertise. Their innovative approach to online 
online learning will provide you with an educational experience that will translate directly into your career. Academy College makes students' accessibility a priority, and with a low student-to-instructor ratio, students have the opportunity to interact with their instructors one-on-one, both in and outside the classroom. Let Academy College be the partner you've been looking for to start your new education and career. For more information, visit academycollege.edu to get started right away. The next quarter starts January 4th. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo.